My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to the Oddscast podcast, Dominic DeLeo, alongside Joe Delara, Terry Takes, producer Corey. A lot to talk about. Is this not a special episode? No, no, it's not because it's kind of a part two, maybe even part three, depending on when we. I'd say part three. Part three in the uh, Top Shot saga. And you weren't on last week, Terry. I know that you studied our takes very intently, very astutely. None of them were Terry takes, but. I actually did. I did listen to the podcast last week. Well, thank you. I'm glad that we had peek, one listener. Peek behind the curtain. I don't listen to the podcast ever. <laughs> I only go to the the outro, so that way I know what song Corey picked. I don't, what? I just don't like. I don't. The outro? Outro? outro. I don't even know how to say this word. <laughs> that just happened, huh? That was real. That I never know how to say the this o- word. Come on. Oh. Come on. We've done Come on. Come on. Come on. Quarantine is really affecting his brain, dude. I don't see anybody. I just talk oh to myself, my like God. you know, like when you read a word and like you look it up and you're like, oh, I've never seen that word before. You have no idea how to say it. That's the, that's me. The outro. <laughs> ESPN eight. The outro. I want it to be. I want it to be outro. <laughs> I mean, guess what it is now. <laughs> uh, okay. So 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 I'll give you since you list you did listen to the podcast last week, Terry. I'll give you. I mean, obviously, a lot has changed. The space is moving extremely fast. We've kind of seen a meteoric rise. Our last episode was called the Top Shot Gold Rush, no Limbaugh, no RIP. But the I, I wanted to give you a chance to give your take as a Terry on where we are and maybe even continue the conversation because I, I just wanted to, um, you know, now that I've seen a week of this, if you haven't been following me on Twitter, I did sell out the majority of my portfolio and Terry and I have been having a private back and forth on whether or not I am a bitch or whether or not I sold too early. But before I get into my Point position... Order? Point of order? Sure. Are we calling it a portfolio? So this is part of the conversation too, is like, how are we looking at this? Are as we a looking binder, at this an as, online binder full of cards. Yeah. Yeah, because there are a lot of people talking about, you know, Dom Dom to Dom in his head. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've seen people talk about Top Shot, you know, the more mainstream media people talking about it like, oh, I don't really know what this is, but here it is. People are making money. So it's reached that point where people are now looking at it as an investment vehicle. 2017 cryptocurrencies. And again, I, Terry, you, you keep looking like you're going to say something very profound. So I want you to start to do that. But the, part of the part of the, here are the things I want to hit. I want to yeah. hit. Give me, give me, yeah. Give me the prompt and I will, I will address all the issues. Okay. In a sentence or a phrase, a one, one 
no, 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 this is the prompt. Oh, and then you okay. could expound on, on your response to that prompt. But how do you look at Top Shot? I.e., is it an investment vehicle? Is it a online blockchain collectibles? Is it going to replace the collectibles market? And number two, what are the issues in... Because, you know, back yourself up. If you didn't listen to our podcast four weeks ago, a month ago, and say, okay, I'm going to, you know, throw $200 onto this platform. I, you know, gamble $50 a night. What's what's another couple, Whoa. you know, 100 bucks? $100 a night. If you I were a loved one, I said $50 a night. <laughs> I feel like most people are around there. Yeah, probably. What? Uh, yeah, that's not an outlandish number. No. <laughs> <laughs> we seek help. Yeah. It's problem. it's much different for you to a month ago put two hundred dollars on the platform versus now because two hundred dollars is not going to buy you jack shit. Yeah. So, how do you like? What are you telling somebody who has not been on the platform, has not had any cards moments, and they're asking you? What do I do? So that's one and two. How do you look at it and what do you do if you're going into it right now? If you haven't been so lucky as Terry takes and have a top 11% portfolio, and again, these these secondary informational sources in terms of the websites that look at your portfolio value and call it portfolio value, call it ROI, like these things are starting to go a little bit viral. So yeah, people are starting to look at it as portfolios. So one and two, Terry, you're up. Oh, finally. We are on the precipice of greatness. <laughs> this is the future of collectibles. Get in on the ground floor. We're going all the way to the top, baby. You buy and you have those diamond fucking hands and you Let's never go. sell. Just kidding. I sell all the time. But you never sell. And it's just an exciting environment to be in. It's just so new. I think I do think that these moments, the transparency of the blockchain, the ability to view your moment whenever you want. I think uh, Joe circulated an article uh, where Bales, the guy that helped create Fantasy Labs, um, yeah. made the point that you know if you buy these expensive cards, i.e., like a Tom Brady rookie card, a Honus Wagner T two hundred six. Uh, the most expensive, rare, infamous baseball card or, you know, card collectible, you know, in history. Those are going into a safety deposit box. Those are going into a vault. You're never going to be able to look at them. You might get to hold them once or twice, but like you're not taking them out to see the light of day. Whereas here you can buy, you know, serial number one LeBron uh, Kobe tribute dunk and you can show it off to people. You can tweet about it. You can tell, you can tell everyone that you have it and, you know, the only thing you got to worry about is your password getting stolen and, and it being gifted away from you. But just like the transparency, the accessibility, and it's all about accessibility, uh, great amounts of accessibility. And then, it, you know, for these higher ones, there's going to be low amount of ownership. So that's what you got to deal with. Um, but I do think this replaces the card collectible industry, you know, 20, 30 years from now, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, I, I got my, my series, my series two top shot of uh yeah i don't know darius basley yes some random nba guy and it'll be cool um so that's that's what i think about it i think it's going to replace the card industry yeah. look 
are we are we in like a bubble right now? Probably. A lot of people are just getting into it to make money to flip, you know, card or moments. I think there are people there to collect and understand that this is like with the four the with the vision to see that this is the future. And I forget what the law is or what the who is attributed to, but saying that, you know, when people buy into something like the hype, it's a hype. It's it exceeds the actual, you know, um you there's like expect i'm i'm lost it i lost it the hype you got too profound it, it exceeds the utility people we were, we're, on, we're on the precipice of something we were we were hype <laughs> we were exceeds, so close. the hype exceeds utility so people see the hype they're there for a reason because they expect you know certain things look at the, the tech bubble with amazon obviously it went down but people came back because they understood you know the hype was before it was actually what it became so people see the vision Everyone's here for the hype. This is probably going to eventually crash, but is it going away? No. Yeah. I think part of the problem is too, uh, a lot of people don't know, like they, everybody knows like the superstars in the NBA or like some of the rookies, but like these other guys, like people I think are just buying moments just because they're like, I want something. So, and like, if you don't understand, like there's, there's some level of cohesion between like investing in it and also understanding what the sport is and like, where is there any value? So, so sorry to cut you off here, but I wanted to talk about what Terry said about um, his comparison, two things. And you didn't really answer the second question that I had for you, which was. In all fairness, we all lost the second question. Yeah. The second question was, was if you're, if you're sitting on the sidelines right now, you just called it a bubble. Uh-huh. What what are you doing? Like, what moves are you making? Get in, get get the experience. Would you know? <laughs> I don't know. Do your own research if you want to get in. Get in. Right. Don't, that's that's exactly what. It's exactly what people tune into this podcast for. Is that yeah, that advice right there? No. Well, this is this is my bags in the back <laughs> in the background of your precipice of greatness speech. There are two two questions, two two rebuttals, two retorts. One, talk about the transparency of blockchain. And my concern is the transparency of Top Shot in this long term. Because right now, and Joe kind of alluded to this, there is a extremely high demand for these moments, these cards, higher than it's ever been, relatively, you know, comparing it to the supply supply and demand economics, the supply is so low, there's not much to go around there. So you have this increasingly high demand just trying to get in and buy shit. And part of the thing I'm trying to figure out by talking to you, a traditional collectibles person, is how do we know what is going to be popular? And how does Top Shot and the moments that they choose to put out into this ecosystem affect what's scarce and what's popular? We don't know what they're going to do. Like they may come out with like a separate rookie line of cards. They might come out with moments that actually aren't just a random pass like or a random like thing where like it's actual historical value to these moments. Like we, we don't know 
based on what they choose to do in the future and how this grows, like what is going to be quote unquote valuable to hold because we just don't know what's going to be popular. We don't know what this platform looks like. Well, yeah, no shit. No one, no one tells you what stocks to buy and what's going to be popular fucking 10 years from now. Like that's just the risk of investing or so, buying these things. Like but, when, but, like but, when but, a rookie but, card comes out and like Fleer makes a rookie card and Upper Deck makes a rookie card and whoever else makes a rookie card, like in 1989 for a Ken Griffey Jr., you know what won out the upper deck rookie card, but no one at the time was like, you know what the upper deck rookie card, that's his rookie card. They're all rookie cards. So it's just like, you, you figure it out. You, the market decides the so people that that shot doesn't decide this. It's the people decide what value they're putting into this. So, yeah. so that's, uh, these are the answers I'm looking for. I'm not looking for get in buy my bags. Like I'm looking for what you think is going to be popular. Maybe you don't know. I'm not calling you the Nostradamus of digital collectibles. I mean, I am, but, <laughs> but what are you like for somebody like, let's say I have $2,000 and I want to just throw it away on top shot. Okay. What, what would you buy with $2,000 right now? Uh, I'd probably buy LeBron. He's what what LeBron? I don't know. Any, any there's LeBron. Only one LeBron. You, there's literally only one that you can buy with $2,000. I don't, I don't I, I would buy any LeBron or probably a rookie. You like a rookie. Yeah. Or honestly, if you just want to get into it and want to do it for the collectible like aspect of it, and you're not like trying to just flip your money into some investor bullshit, just buy the players you like. Yeah. Or like buy like if you like a team, buy the team. Yeah. Uh, like create a set because like you can collect it however you want. So, um, but I do think that the value is if you're if you're trying to make money or like if you want something that's going to retain value is the superstars and the rookies as more of a flyer uh, than yeah, any. Probably, yeah. I mean, yeah. Stick if you if you want to do do that, do superstars or yeah, the rookies. Yeah. Like but. Kevin Durant is like a little underpriced right now. Um, so there's a little bit of value, I think, on Kevin Durant. Uh, I don't. I don't want this to sound too much like the uh, general chat and Top Shot Discord, where seemingly everything is undervalued and everything well, is is a, is a steal. Yeah, I've heard. No, I've heard only, that a lot. Well, literally only Kevin Durant because <laughs> he just has three moments. So that's the only reason. I think a lot of the other superstars, like Giannis, has like 25 moments. So it's like it's hard. To, I agree. It's hard to pick which ones you want. Um, but I do think that some of these guys that are more like middling players, like it's like, if you get a pack of cards, the first, like, if it's a, if it's like a 10 card pack, the first like seven cards suck. And like, you're like, I don't want this. Like it doesn't matter. So um, I think that that's going to be something moving forward, especially like, we don't know how many cards or like how many circulating counts they're going to get up to. So I do think that the first like series one, series two commons are going to have more value than other commons moving forward, because I do think that this is going to grow to the point where they, like they already said the next one's going to start at 25,000. So if they make that 50, 60, 70, whatever, there's not going to be a lot of value in an individual moment of like a player. Speaking to the transparency of top shot about two weeks ago, they, said that the series count for or the circulating count for series two could hypothetically be in the millions and then a week later they made it they're not minting any more series two moments so that's kind of like my so so 
to summarize my position on Top Shot, I got in early thanks to Joe and Terry for going over what it was. And again, if you are an avid listener of this podcast, congratulations to you if you follow us. Um, And I was lucky enough to get in early where this bubble has kind of gotten to the precipice of breaking, in my opinion, but I'm not comfortable with how much money that was in there. So I wanted to take it out. Still, still haven't even gotten approval to withdraw. So no, I'll check mine. I mean, I so it's going to take time. It's going to take time. So, you know, let's see if this actually isn't just a giant exit scam for somebody. Not, not saying that that's actually going to happen, but well, at least you, you can do the NBA. That's the only good thing because the True. NBA is like affiliated with this. So I, that's the only reason. That's like one of the reasons that I think that this is, relatively legit <laughs> because the NBA is like in on it and they have buku dollars. So <laughs> buku dollars. Buku is that like, I don't like, uh, I don't like is that like Utro? Utro. Utro. <laughs> Same thing. Like Uma. No, no, no. So 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 I wanted to just uh, you know get my money because I am not a traditional collectibles person, but I'm keeping some rookie moments because I do think that that's you know you've seen rookie cards have value um in the traditional collectibles market or so i'm told so you know i don't like your attitude it's no like, i i like, 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 like skeptic- i don't know yeah that's what i'm saying like like top shot makes a this like it's so infant right now that whatever top shot decides to do is going to create massive market moves like whatever they say whatever they do so me as a person when i view this as an investment you know you can view it as collectibles i don't necessarily do that and that's probably the you know the difference in our money well that's but i'm saying like once i reached the amount of x that i was looking for take out the money and then not be like hanging in the whims in the winds of like short-term change and short-term market moves based on what this company is doing. Like, so, so your stock thing was like, I don't know what stocks to buy, but it's like, you know, it's like at the New York stock exchange was like this, this company can only issue 10,000 shares. This company can only issue 50,000 shares. Oh, but never mind what I said last week, they can issue 50,000 shares. So like it's, it's, it's it's different. it's too it's and that's the thing like if you want to get into like the deep in the crypto weeds like is this really a true blockchain because like it is a heavily centralized product right now yeah i mean i, I mean yeah sure. blockchains can be centralized it's a blockchain we own a few of them <laughs> i mean i think the concern is that um like especially right now because there aren't a lot of moments of certain players even some of the guys that aren't good um you can really manipulate the market here and like if you can buy the floor and it's not really out of it's not impossible to do that with some of these guys like that have moments that are selling at like 18 dollars. if people just want to try to get in at an entry level you could just buy the entire floor and then raise and manipulate the price so it's not regulated so like you do have to be careful with what you're doing but i think if you look at it more long term and like what you think is actually going to hold value then like that's probably, and you're really, you're really making a bet on not only the platform, but also the player. And I think that's maybe a better way to look at it. 
You guys are such fucking Debbie Downers. I like it. I'm not withdrawing. Skepticism here. (laughs) Here. Like, it's fucking the Wild Wild West. It's a a company in its infancy. If you want, like, if this is like you're trying to hit a golden ticket, you could hit it here. That's why so many people are coming in here because you could pull a number one moment and get paid $100,000 by someone that wants to do it. So it's like, you know what you're getting in for. You could lose all your money too. But, you know, if you want to just get in, get in let join the fun it's awesome i love it it's so fun the gambler in me if you're a gambler oh it gets addicting and look you could lose your money or you can make a lot of money who knows i don't have i don't have a crystal ball but you know just throw some money in right now it's only going up who cares it went went, in seven minutes we went from i am the nostradamus of digital collectibles to i don't have a crystal ball yeah i don't have a crystal ball you could lose your money but just put it in. It's only going to go up. Yeah, I, I think it's fun. I think it's awesome. If I you lose this. money, it's your own fault. I'm really excited to see, like, what, like one of the things that Terry kind of touched on is, like, how you can show it. I'm one, like, once they can actually, like, I would love to have, like, a picture frame. Like, you know those picture frames that you get for your parents because, like, you don't know what the fuck to get them. And then it just, like, has a reel of photos. That's what I want, but for Top Shot. Yeah, we talked about this in our uh, Origin yeah. Top Shot episode. Yeah, I want it. I need it. So and, and now we're on episode three and prices have gone up 15 times. It's awesome. And down a little. Uh, I, can afford one I have a question. Yes. Pawn star fans in the, uh, in yes. the chat. Yes. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck would Rick Harrison make of this in like, let's say a Rick Harrison type pawn star guys around. Right. And you're yeah. like, you roll up, Anthony you're Belton? in Vegas, <laughs> you're going crazy. And you're like, I got to offload some shit. I need cash. He would, he would, he would, um, he would call his appraiser who he has in his back pocket, who he greases the wheels, who would under, who would undercut you and you'd end up selling all your moments for $20 yeah. because it's a fucking collectible. And that's the market that's going to override whatever the supply is right now while they're being issued. We have no idea. But we know Rick Harrison is going to get a great price. Something else. Look, yes. This is a this will crash eventually, and people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, this top shot so stupid!" But so when they find the a box run, of what was a rare baseball card that's no longer rare, exactly. In the Go long on. run, in the long run, NBA top shot's gonna go out. And and the graph, the graph is, I'll explain it. The high is visibility. So in the beginning, visibility is high, but utility is low. So visibility is like hype. So everyone's like, "Oh yeah, top shot, top shot, top shot," but utility is low which are the complaints you're saying right now, like the long lines for drops, the errors. The I have not movies. said anything about the long lines. For oh, drops. whatever. I think, okay. I think that's trust. not on this pod. And then it <laughs> switches and then it switches. And then you, you know, visibility goes down because the hype dies and then utility goes up and then eventually. So will price it. <laughs> My, I, yeah, I, I think yeah, that might've been where your thought trailed off in the beginning on the precipice of glory speech. Um, yeah, we are utility versus visibility. I drew out the chart. I can see the precipice. Yeah. No, like if you're if you're a Top Shot card holder and you don't want packs to drop, no. <laughs> I want rare packs to drop, or like something different. Like not, you don't really want commons right now. So I want packs to drop. It's addicting. I love opening them. Yeah, I love opening packs. If you can I, also get wanna, one. I also want to hold packs. Like I want to not open. Yeah, that's stupid. Also, real quick, to all the people complaining about not getting a PAX, go fuck yourself. Like, stop crying like a fucking entitled baby. Like, they're literally printing money every time they drop a pack because you can sell them for five times what the $9 it costs you. 
Yeah. So if everyone got a pack, that obviously wouldn't be true. So it's like playing lottery. If you win, great. If you don't, whatever. You shouldn't expect to win. So like, stop fucking crying about, oh, I didn't get a pack. Blah, blah, blah. Shut up. I love right. Terry on this hill. This is great. <laughs> All right. That's, I, that's, I, the, I, that's, the, that's the Louis C.K. skit where he talks about um, people on fucking airplanes and they complain that the Wi-Fi is out. He's like, you're sitting in a fucking chair 35,000 feet in the air and you're complaining that the Wi-Fi is out? <laughs> you didn't even know that technology existed five minutes ago. Yeah. How you feel entitled to it? Yeah. No, I, I, I like, I think Top Shot's awesome. I'm, I'm all in. I love give it. Give me your, uh, give me your under the radar rookies to buy. Since we're, since we're looking at, you know, irrespective of price, you have Lamelo, you have Tyrese Halliburton, you have probably Emmanuel Quickly. Given he doesn't have your, a moment yet. No, but I'm saying, you know, those are the more visible rookies. Give me some under the radar rookies to t- kind of transition this Top Shot conversation. Merge it a little bit with Top Shot and go into the real, the regular and real NBA. Yeah. So I'll talk. I like uh, if I think Kira Lewis Jr. is somebody that you can target right now. Um, his moment is currently being sold for three hundred and forty-two dollars. Um, it's a layup. I'm, th- I'm talking about your respect, irrespective of price. Irrespective of no, price. No, no. I'm, I'm saying I'm, what it is. I'm just saying what it is, and it's his first. It's his first bucket uh, in his career. I think that he's good because. Rich, like I've mentioned this before, but Rich Paul and Lonzo Ball, like they want Lonzo in Chicago. Like they like, and the Pelicans are talking about like shopping Lonzo. They're talking about shopping Eric Bledsoe. Kira Lewis Jr. is somebody that they're very high on and he is starting to get some run. Um, And if those guys go, he's going to get a lot of opportunity in New Orleans and he's going to have a lot of visibility because the NBA loves Zion. So um, I think that Kira Lewis Jr. is somebody that you can target. Uh, he's not I- incredibly expensive um, relative to the re- other rookies. And I think that he's got uh, a pretty good opportunity ahead of him. So uh, Kira Lewis Jr. And he's a guard. So love guards. Anybody else? Uh, yeah. I mean, we've all, I think we all bought uh Vassell on the Spurs. Um, I think he's very talented. Uh I would say he's more talented defensively. So that's one of the things that's going to be interesting um, because I don't know how like flashy he's going to be. Plus like the Spurs um, just don't get the same level of media hype and coverage as they probably should for how good mm-hmm. they are. Um, but I like Vassell. And then I also like Denny of who is on the wizards um, partially because he is an international player. So top shot right now, I think is only in the United States and I think once it starts getting expanded and going overseas, you're going to see spikes in international players where people are like, Oh, like this guy's from my home country. Like I want to buy his moment. Um, so I do think that uh, foreign players is something to keep an eye on, uh, especially moving forward. Yeah. Get China in here. Buy, yeah. buy, buy some backs. I need a Yao Ming number eight. That would literally just explode. <laughs> That has something to do with the lucky numbers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, shit. So buy up all those. <laughs> I just saw Terry's light bulb go off. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, China has more. I, I think I retweeted something today. Like China has more basketball fans than there are people in the United States. So like there's, I think there's plenty of room for this to grow. 
Um, it's just that's a why uh, what's his name Daryl Morey got in trouble for talking about Hong Kong. Yeah, so um, you know, let's not get into that. Let's let's not take on that social issue. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that's a huge market that we haven't even gotten into. So I'm I'm gonna continue to buy. Uh, <laughs> is that how I you mean, say his last I, name, Vassell? Yes, I think yeah. it is. I just been calling him Vassal. Whatever, I said outro. I mean, I'll <laughs> no, you said outro. Whatever, <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I will, I'll say free Hong Kong. I don't care. Well, you know, if we, if that means the odds cast will never take off in the Chinese market, so be it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go to the, you know, is that, is there anything else before we move on about Top Shot? Yeah, yes. Before you offend the Chinese market too much, I do love Pi Gal Poker. Uh, Pai Gao is awesome. The yes. slowest bleed and and cool. and like, noodles noodles of the world in uh, the Borgata, all of a hundred feet from each other. There, oh my god! I have such a home field advantage there. It's great. Oh my god! Asian roulette, <laughs> exactly the same as roulette, just in the Asian section. <laughs> I think uh, we have offended the Chinese market even more. I'm not even Chinese. Communism sucks. <laughs> Did it again. That's great. <laughs> okay, comrades, let's move it along. What's going on in the real NBA, Joe? I saw some all-star reserves were announced. Um, yeah. I see you betting some daily stuff. Yeah. Uh, Devin Booker is has just been renamed as an all-star uh, to replace Anthony Davis. I'm like very big on like the, there are no, there's no such thing as a snub unless you can actually say who they would replace. So I'm very happy to say as a burdened Knicks fan that Julius Randall has made the all-star team. So that's very fucking exciting. And I'm very happy about that. Um, but one of the things that uh, is going to be interesting is they're going to do a draft for, uh, like what the rosters will be. So LeBron is probably going to create another incredible roster. Uh, team LeBron just is always dominant in the all-star game. Um, but in the real NBA, the team that's been fucking insane is the Utah jazz. They are, they're in the first, they're in first place in the Western conference. Um, and they've actually been crushing not only in terms of like the standings because they're 25 and six, they've actually been better or almost as good against the spread. They're 23 and eight against the spread, which is insane. It's a 45% ROI and a hundred dollar better would be up almost $1,400. So one of the problems with the jazz is like, are you buying them? as title contenders, like, because they've got, they got Mitchell, they got Gobert, they have Conley, best player, to never make an all-star team, biggest, con- who had the biggest contract ever at one point in time, which is crazy. Uh, but it's like, are, are you buying the jazz? And if you are buying the jazz, can we bet them now? And I would say no to both, <laughs> to be honest, because I just don't think that they're, I think they're great regular season, but they're almost peaking too early. And it's a weird thing to say. And like, I don't know if you guys feel this way in other sports where teams just peak like way too early. And then you're like, you need to save some because like, you're going to, you're not going to be able to sustain this for the whole season. And that's how I feel the jazz are right now. That's the, I have that experience in the first period of every hockey game. The devil's play. Yeah. yeah, 
too. The Dolphins usually do it in the preseason. <laughs> That's why they've been mediocre for 20 years. Yeah. So part of the problem with the Jazz, though, is like what makes them good in the regular season is they play a lot of drop and Gobert is pretty versatile. But the problem is, is that you have to play Rudy Gobert because he's so good. But in the playoffs, he kind of limits your versatility because he can't play like the like over the course of regular season when it's one game at a time, it's fine. But over a course of like a playoff series, his strength can become a weakness because he can't play outside the same way that some of these other bigs can like Anthony Davis. Like you can't, he can't stretch the floor offensively. Um, So it creates kind of an interesting matchup issue uh, for the jazz. So like, and right now, if you're betting on them, you're betting, you're buying the top. So I don't really see a real reason to bet on them now. Uh, if you are going to bet on them, you could bet on them to make to win the Western Conference and then hedge out of that bet, like depending on who they play. But you're going to run into a problem because they don't really have a matchup advantage against like they're going to be they're going to be dogs against the Lakers. They're going to be dogs against the Clippers and against the Nuggets. That's an atrocious matchup for them. So um, and I don't see any way that they don't play at least really two of those teams. So I don't, I'm, I'm kind of out on the jazz. I don't really think that they're, I think they're great right now, but it's kind of like trying to catch a falling knife um, in terms of like when to start fading them. Uh, so I, I just don't think that they're going to, I just don't think that they can win in the Western conference. Um, the team that I do think can win. Uh, Joe, what, what team do you think can win? Uh, Rudy I, Gobert can't stretch the floor and also started COVID-19. So, yeah, not great. I uh, Stretch I, that out. I've invested a little bit in the Clippers. Um, with Anthony Davis out through the All-Star break, uh, the Clippers, I think they're, you might be able to get them plus money to win the division, actually. Uh, which would be if you can hit that even now, like they're about minus 110, minus 120. I think that there's still value there because the Lakers just are bad right now without Anthony Davis. The team isn't constructed properly um, to kind of withstand that right now. Um, and they're going through a pretty tough stretch in their schedule. Uh, so I think that there's some value on the Clippers there. And also like this Clippers team is better than they were last year, in my opinion. Uh, and you're getting them at, plus 550 instead of last year, they were like three to one all year. So I do think that there's some value, especially now. Um, And if they're able to get a one seed and the Lakers are stuck in like the two, three area, then they don't have to see the Lakers until the conference finals. So that would be a win. Um, So I, I like the Clippers at really every stage, whether it's the division, the conference and title futures, I think that there's actionable value on them there. Uh, and the only team that they actually that am I that I think they match up like really poorly against is the Nets, who I don't think make it out of the East because the what? Nets are the Nets are the Clippers, but better. I could think like in Nets terms of are the Clippers, fire, but better in terms of like offensive firepower. Their defense is not as good, um, which I think will be a problem for them in the playoffs. But I do think that the Nets offense can outscore the Clippers offense on like any given day. What's um, the Brooklyn of LA? Uh, I don't know. Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like the Staten Island. That's tough. That's tough. 
<laughs> the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim is, I think, still the funniest thing ever. Yeah, it's <laughs> idiots. But yeah, I'm I'm buying the Clippers a little bit right now. Um, I think that there's some value there. And uh, the and I know Dom, you like the Sixers. Yeah, I mean, so many times we've seen just like. You know, you, you just need your stars to be in their prime together. And a lot of these teams, I feel like, are capped. I mean, yeah, like the Heat made it to the finals last year, but they still didn't win. Um, and that was kind of a surprise team, you know, yeah. traditionally, given all the superstar teams and, you know, the, the, the kind of big three type teams we've seen play in the finals and win finals the last decade. So... You know, to me, Simmons is like 24, Embiid's 27. You know, they 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 have they got Harris too. Yeah, they just they, there's a lot of talent there that could peak at the right time and Lucious. kind of surprise some people. So, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see down the stretch. I, you know, th- this again, as I said last episode, Top Shot's really kind of taken the eyes of a lot of gamblers because there's just been incredible rates of return but also it's kind of a slow slow period in terms of sports anyway you know once once the conference tournaments start in college basketball the next couple weeks and we start really going over going over march madness that's kind of what will retake our our collective attention i think it's pretty much only two weeks until you know we really get into selection sunday type type things so or you know at least the the end of the conference tournaments so that's kind of my next transition it's college basketball and then we'll talk about whatever you want but i think that's probably going to be it for this episode i i I will say though before i heard a report uh before we go into college basketball i heard a report that deshaun watson because we did hit the jets at 85 to 1 on this podcast back when the jets rumors were a little too strong um, or a little strong, and now they look like a, they would. They were a little too strong. Deshaun Watson not in love with the Jets. So interesting. Oh, I do. I do want to say one other thing about the NBA. I have a prop that you oh. will. Uh, moving forward, the Timberwolves hired uh, Finch to be their head coach, and one of the things that he likes to do is run his offense through big men. So looking forward, I would be looking to play Carl Anthony Towns assists over um, at least for the next couple games. Uh, today, it was like three and a half some places, uh, and then it moved all the way up to like five and a half. So keep an eye on that. Uh, he had 11 assists in his first game. He's at three right now. It's like the second quarter. Um, so I think it's something to look forward or to look at moving forward um, as a better. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, Getting the stats ready for the MVP run next season. Meow, meow, cat. So college basketball, looking at a few things that I wanted to flag to watch heading into the conference tournament. Uh, my brother and I have kind of patented a formula that we use that identifies teams that can win the NCAA tournament. Is your brother uh, Ken Palm? We use Ken Palm data heavily, but no, oh, I have not. I thought you were Mr. Palm. But I will, you know, there are a couple teams that intrigue me that, you know, the, the, the criteria isn't set just because of how far away still we are from the tournament, but there are a couple teams that intrigue me. I will say that Gonzaga is not one of those teams. I mean, Gonzaga intrigues me, but they're not one of those teams based on the criteria because, uh, you know, based on their conference, a conference like theirs has never won the tournament. So when Gonzaga eventually wins the tournament, 
that'll throw everything into flux. But as of right now, that's never happened before. So if you don't believe in Gonzaga, you don't believe in Baylor who are both like three to one, two to one, some places to win the tournament there. There's a lot of fun teams to look at. Uh, the PAC 12, I would watch their conference tournament because this is the first year in a while that the PAC 10 has a conference adjusted efficiency metric over 10, which is basically the top tier of, tour of, of conferences. So the PAC 10, the PAC 12 is aligned with, you know, the big East probably even a little bit better than the big East this year. So for all those years where people were loving Arizona as a five, six seed coming out of it, you know, you could see, uh, Pac-12 team get a higher seed than, than you're normally used to seeing uh, with USC probably in the three or four seed range but they're, they're, the Pac-12 is for real and there are a couple teams there that I like and just going to be interesting to watch them um, Big Ten obviously they haven't won since I think 2002 or 2003 with Michigan State so you know they're they're one of the best conferences in college basketball, the best according to Ken Palm, and it, it's really not even close. So you're looking at Ohio State and Michigan as potential one seeds to round out the Gonzaga Baylor uh, foursome there. And, you know, a Big Ten team has never won since 2002, 2003. So if you cross off Gonzaga, you cross off Ohio State and Michigan, there are a lot of cool teams. Uh, I will flag Alabama as a team that I really like. Uh, NATO, it's former Buffalo head coach back when Buffalo was, was winning 25 plus games and were a pesky out um, in the, in the, in March madness and their team can score, they can run and they play a lot of, you know, up-tempo defense. And then Illinois, I like, even though they're in the big 10, but it's, you know, they, they got some good talent there, but it, it's any, any teams that you like Terry, or are you not even paying attention to college basketball at all because of, of top shot? Uh, I haven't been paying attention to college basketball at all. I'm, ha- I'm having the same issue I had with college football. I got into it towards the end because I'm a Notre Dame fan and they were in the playoff. Um, but it just, I don't know with COVID and everything. And I, I'm just having, I'm having trouble getting into the college sports these days. I will be, I will be back. I've been having trouble betting. I don't know if we want to talk about that. If I need like a reverse intervention. Yeah. What the fuck? Figure it out. Some sort of thing to go on. I don't, I like I reached the mountaintop with, with the bucks bet. And I just, maybe it's my subconscious, like doubting myself. Can I get back up there? Yeah. I mean, at least you're not chasing the precipice, chasing the magic dragon. Yeah. What about yeah, uh, no, yeah, not chasing the magic dragon as we just all threw in too much money on the Jets two weeks ago. <laughs> Definitely not chasing the magic dragon at all. I will I will give you a, a little tidbit of information that might get you excited. Okay. About March Madness. Um in Joe Lunardi's last iteration of bracketology, guess who's a 14 seed? Uh it's Grand Canyon. Yes. Oh. Grand Canyon. Scott, the Scott Drew fighting Canyon antelopes. <laughs> fighting Canyon antelopes. <laughs> Canyolopes. <laughs> the Canyolopes. Oh, can't wait for that. I got to get back in. I'm back in. I feel the excitement now. There you go. I mean, honestly, this is the best time. You know, you, you don't have to watch like teams go through really up and down spells. You can kind of watch the conference tournaments, watch the last few games of conference play. And, you know, now, now's the best time. You got two weeks really to figure it out, figure out who's good, who's, who's hot, who's looking good. And, you know, there, there's, 
as as you would say in Top Shot, you know, get in, water's warm. What do we I, think about? Yeah, I think I think part of the issue though is um, just the PTSD from last year. That's also I, true. I'm just yeah. like I can't because a fucking Rudy Gobert, that dumb <laughs> fucking Frenchman, had to go make fun of COVID, and then God was just like, "Haha, how about this?" And yeah. now I'll never know who won that Creighton St. John's game at, at the Garden. And also, yeah, and, all, I mean, and just it, in the Action Network, just seeing all of my bets just go to pushes. You know, oh, that was so matter sad. Of hours. That was yeah, that's, so sad. That's the D Day of of gambling. That was oh. so sad. Do you like uh, Do you like Texas, Dom? So, as a yes, 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 and no. I think that the Big Twelve is, you know, other than than Baylor kind of down this year, like in terms of their top tier teams, like Kansas is not good. And it's interesting to see like the teams that really did rely on home court advantage, like heavily where it was like impossible to go into like, you know, Cameron indoor and win against Duke or like impossible to go to Chapel Hill and win. Like those teams aren't good. And it's really interesting to see, um, you know, and Kansas is one of them where like they didn't lose a conference home game for like three years like without fans, the the home court advantage really throws things into flux. And it really is like these teams are going to be as prepared for neutral courts in the, in March madness as, as, you know, as yeah. much as they've, they've ever been and ever will be. So it's kind of interesting to see like, if indeed, like maybe, ch- maybe this is like a huge chalk year because these teams are like playing on neutral courts the entire season. It's like, who's whoever's better. Do we, is Oklahoma state going to make it? Cause I want to watch like Cade Cunningham is so fucking good. Like, like he's going to be, he's going to be like a top two, if not like the number one pick in the draft. They are an eight seed right now. Uh, USC actually has some good players too. Um, I think it's, it's Cunningham. It is uh, who else is up there? I don't even know. All I know is that like the hype has been for uh, Cunningham. Yeah. Evan Mobley on USC is a top five pick according to NBA draft.net. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga. Like he's going two in this mock draft. Evan Mobley. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Evan Mobley's on USC. Like USC is so big. Like they just dominate people. And usually those teams don't do well in the tournament because like yeah. guard play usually carries tournament, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see USC. And, and just like it's, it's, there's also this year in the NBA draft, like there's G league players because yeah, awesome. like Kaminga and Jalen green, yep. they're, they're playing professionally right now. Like they're, they're really yeah, starting to go that. outside of that. So yeah, the conference tournament's coming around college basketball, NBA is going on top shots going on. Anything else? That we have sports related. Uh, spring, training, spring training started, but we're not. What's, really, I'm not what, ready to unpack that totally yet. Puerto Rico. Mr. Terry Ooh. thinks there's a oh, real wait, curse. Think, oh, oh yeah, what about oh, the golf? Someone, someone. Um, do you think Top Shot will do a thing of Trump? Shooting paper towels and paper towels. <laughs> well, no, I need I need like a celebrity one because there's there you could get a Trump, you could get a uh, you could get a Stephen A. Smith. Um, I would love to see like the celebrity game. I want that. Like, give me all of that. Give me there's, like Bieber crossover. I remember the Bieber crossover. Yeah, like, there's a 
stupid on fucking uh like the tnt show <laughs> Ooh, obama in in, in the yeah obama the was white, at the white wet, house in the beige suit wet in the white house yeah no there is a great video um with who's the cbs broadcaster clark kellogg i don't know if you've seen this yet but uh clark kellogg goes to the white house when obama's there and they play horse in the basketball court yeah and Obama's down like four letters and then just starts talking like the shit talking that he elicits to Clark Kellogg's actually very impressive. So if you haven't watched it, it's like an eight minute video, but Kellogg's there like interviewing Obama and Obama just like drains threes in his face. So I would love to see that top shot moment. Yeah. He actually, he actually, he actually gives a little whap. (laughs) Like he's love it. Ball's about to go in the net. So, um, yeah, I, look, Top Shot, plenty of moments. Give like us the moments, test. the moments on there suck right now. Like, Give they really Ron do Artest. suck. They would explode if Ron Artest limited five fucking cards. I don't care. It'd be awesome. No, I, want, I, I want the one of Jermaine O'Neal slipping while he goes to punch the two fat fans that are on mm. the board. That's a good one. That's a good one. That was the biggest connect. Oh. It was like the Falcon punch in Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> if he didn't slip, he would have killed them. Thank you. Yeah, like yeah. that punch would have killed them. Uh, but yeah. So what do we do now? Pods and Rex. Pods and Rex. Take us out. Go ahead, Joe. Um, I just bought some, I just bought like, I just bought some strawberries and I'm very excited about it. I have, I feel like fruit has been disproportionately expensive, uh, obviously cause it's winter and it's a little bit out of season, but the prices were going down. I think I got like a two pound, uh, like container more expensive. Water. That's the reason you just explained the reason why it's more expensive. <laughs> but anyway, I got, I bought strawberries. I'm very excited. And how I'm, do top shot cards get, get graded and valued? They're all, they're all <laughs> worth all the money. All the strawberries. All strawberries. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm pretty excited. I got some strawberries. Um, and uh, I'm excited to have them separately. I'm excited to put them maybe in a little bit of oatmeal. It's cutting season now. I've been eating some more salads. It's it's tough. So strawberries, I'm in. Natural sugars. I love that, like, a fucking 50-year-old, like, mother could tune into Joe's Pods and Rex half the time. And it's like... What's going down in the grocery store this week? <laughs> what are the soup specials? Soup what did you Joe. discover? Soup to Joe. I got a uh, chicken noodle soup. I got it at King's. I got organic chicken soup, but I also have gotten uh, the Costco chicken noodle soup. Preposterous amount of chicken soup for like. I mean, it's Costco, Joe. And uh, very good because they use the good noodles. You I do have a question. I was going to ask you a question about the noodles. What type of noodles do you prefer? Do you like an I like egg those, noodle? Like thick boys, like the, oh. like, the like square ones. Like what are they? Egg noodles, I guess. Yeah. Um, I like those. Those are good. It's. I, I feel like it's. I don't know if it's. I feel like it just fits better because like you got to use the egg noodle with the chicken. So like, which comes the noodle first? scoops up egg a lot of the shit. Chicken, you know so. Good question. I get it. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go next. I will nominate the, and this is in line with the Oscars. This is going to be an Oscars movie. And likely, I think I saw minus 120 to win best picture. I know that we do talk Oscars odds. We nailed, uh, what was that movie last uh, year? Parasite. Parasite. Uh, oh, yeah. if, if, 
If that, so if Nomadland opens anywhere under 200, max out whatever they will let you bet on that. Wow. Shit. Wow. Right. So Francis, Francis, yeah. Score's going to let Terry bet 50 cents on the Oscars. Yeah. Minus and minus 500. (laughs) I haven't tried to withdraw my money yet, which is probably. Have you ever tried to withdraw? Just no. (laughs) That's why the top shot withdrawal thing doesn't bother me. (laughs) I don't even look for that. You are only also only 6,000 people can withdraw right now. I don't even know where the cashier is in a casino. I just have all these (laughs) chips. So Nomadland, Francis McDormand, who recently, I think three years ago, won an Academy Award for three at billboards. She's got the Oscar stank on her. uh, I think it's Ebbings, Missouri, whatever. Three billboards movie. Um, So this movie is really cool. Like it's, it's like a heart wrenching movie just because it's about um, just like, it's weird. Like they, they draw a fine line between like, perils of like modern day capitalism in like these small towns that were like industry towns that like the industry leaves and there's like literally fucking nothing there so the movie centers around a elderly woman or you know woman in her 60s uh not necessarily elderly that's elderly man no um but like her town like off joe's fans about the grocery store okay <laughs> strawberry prices are too high. You're all beautiful women. <laughs> strawberry prices are too, too damn dead. high. But uh it's about this woman, France played by Frances McDormand, uh, where like her town like shuts down and she just decides to be a nomad. And like there's like a little community of like nomad people. But it's shot. Sounds like Wizard of Oz. But the cool thing about the movie and why I think it will like the Oscar people eat it up is because it's shot like a documentary, but it's not a documentary. Like they're like Frances McDormand is like an Academy Award winning actress. Like there are people in there that are casted actors and actresses, but it feels like a documentary. And I think it's like the film industry's ode to like, fuck, no one watches our shit anymore. They're all binge watching documentaries or TV shows. Don't cry and for me, Hollywood. They love so, jerking themselves off. This is total jerk off fucking Hollywood movie yeah. material. So that's why like, it's a great movie. It's, it's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. It is good. But like that is, that is like what is going to be the overwhelming narrative that brings the best picture award home. Um, I will say I haven't watched Minari yet. And that's like the only one that we haven't watched where, uh, but like, that's not going to win. Cause they're not going to give a Korean movie like back to back awards. Like they, they'll say they're the Oscars ain't racist, but like they're, they're not doing that. What about Whitey? It, yeah. And maybe, yeah, maybe like rural white people, like this is their time. Like they'll get the last, back. the last Hollywood jerk off movie was, um, la la land and it lost so they have to make yeah. up for that this yeah. is uh using your tears as lube jerk yeah. off hollywood film that's my tears a, as lube i think trial of the chicago seven was the one that is like in second place in in the thing but like i've been it's a, it, like it's a good it's a good movie like it's watchable. it's like very pertinent um but like it's been done like sork like it's it's like just peak aaron sorkin like they're not gonna give get more words in the fucking frame <laughs> Talk faster! 
how much cocaine faster. do you think he wishes Go he could faster. have on set? <laughs> not, not enough. <laughs> that, like, that's my... God, your goddamn fucking union won't let me have a whole fucking kilo of coke on set. This is horseshit. Goddamn union. So that's my uh, that's my 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 wreck. Fair. Cool, cool. Uh, Corey, did you go or do I go? You go. Hugo. Um, I'm gonna, I don't really have anything to recommend. Okay. <laughs> Take a break from gambling. Terry recommends, Terry recommends, uh, taking a second more. No, just go and it's top shot. Yeah. Tweet your bets at Terry. Yeah. Tweet your bets at me. Let, let him bathe in your bets. Yeah. Like when I tweeted bulls money line at Terry, he took it. You didn't tweet me. You no, texted, texted me. It. So you don't win. Fair. But it did win. It did win. So, so do that. Oh, wait, Dom. Okay, here's my recommendation. I have a question about a recommendation you might have done on here. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a fiber gummy disciple. Yes. Um, I recently purchased some. And I've been taking them. Um, they just make you fart all day. I mean, that's welcome, 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 welcome to, welcome to health. I mean, Harry like, is a well-oiled machine now. That's, that's kombucha and, and fiber gummies for you. I mean, like just, that's your healthy, healthy bowel movements is. But your stomach you just, your stomach just feels like a hot stew. is going to pull out of your asshole at any moment. I mean, it's an upside down geyser. That's what your stomach is. You're just it heating just it up, baby. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't see like, yeah, like you're welcome. I don't see it. There's a, not a question here. It's just, I just, I feel like I'm playing Russian roulette every time I just take a stroll. <laughs> I, like, I feel like I need to bring two pairs their... of underwear to the office. <laughs> like good thing. People are still wearing their masks, you know, Damn the, game, the game of like, is it a fart or am I going to shoot my pants? It's like every time I fart. See, this is why he's not gambling. He's gambling every time he fucking takes a couple steps. <laughs> There's no fucking bandwidth left for him to gamble on fucking sports in a moment like this. Seriously, I'm on edge all day. <laughs> oh my God, that would be a fucking shitty beat. Holy shit. It's, oh I, it's yeah, like I said, you're welcome. All right. I guess this is the life I live now. <laughs> Producer Corey, you got the last one. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Didn't do shit this week. Nothing new. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Very, uh, very insightful. All right. Thank you for listening for the Oddscast podcast. Dominic DeLeo, Joe DeLara, Terry Takes, Producer Corey. Stay tuned for the Utro special, Utro. special, uh, special Yo. tribute to the now defunct French touring oh, group. Here. I, I got a recommendation. I recommend everyone shut the fuck up about Daft Punk, who hasn't released a song in almost a decade about breaking up. Shut up. Fuck you. They're just men in space helmets who are DJs. The end. Play the outro. Bye. Bye-bye. not working hard. Yeah, right. Picture that with a Kodak. I better yet. Go to Times Square. Take a picture of me with a Kodak. Took my life from negative to positive. I just want you to know that. And tonight, let's enjoy life. Pitbull, Naya, Neo, that's right.
supposed to do bad and perform for a princess But tonight, I can make you my queen and make love to you endless It's insane the way the name growing, money keep flowing Hustlers moving silent, so I'm tiptoeing So keep blowing, I got it locked up like Lindsay Lohan Put it on my life, baby I'll make you feel right, baby Can't promise tomorrow, but I promise tonight Put it on my life, baby I'll make you feel right, baby Can't promise tomorrow Drink a little more than I should tonight And I might take you home with me if I could tonight And baby, I'ma make you feel so good tonight Cause we might not get tomorrow Tonight. Can't promise tomorrow, but I promise tonight.